The following podcast is sponsored by SuperheroStuff.com. Sci-Fi For Me Radio presents Jason Hunt, Timothy Harvey. This is H2O. Welcome, everyone. This episode of H2O, Jason Hunt here. I am the editor at SciFiForMe.com. Sitting across from me, the editor of HorrorForMe.com, Mr. Timothy Harvey. Hello there. And if you would like to share your two cents worth on any topic that we discuss here, you can send us an email, H2O at SciFiForMe.com. Uh, you can also leave comments in the various different sundry places across the internet. Because that's what we do anymore. We leave comments on the internet. Because the internet is full of candy. And unicorns. <coughs> and every, everything you read on the internet is true. That's right. They wouldn't put it on the internet if it wasn't true. Well, okay. If you go with the multiverse idea, then... Then everything's everything, true. <laughs> which, is, which is disturbing, actually, if you think about it. Um, mm. It's like, oh, wow, really? Because mm. there are some websites that we will not be giving you the links to, that I just do not want to live in those universes. Well, and you know, <laughs> it's it's funny because uh, if that's the case, then, um, then one of the decisions I made a long time ago I didn't make, and I'm pretty happy right now in <laughs> some other universe. <laughs> Well, see, that's <laughs> not to that, say that I'm not happy here, but that's but, that, that's, that's a whole that's a whole subsection of science fiction film. That's yeah. sliding doors and and uh, a couple other different films, and and they keep threatening to do uh, replay as a film, and and I really wish they would, but uh, which was a novel from the '80s, uh, just a great remake your choices novel. Replay, replay, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Yeah, it's, um, uh, see, now that I've brought it up, I can't remember the name of the author. I'll have to look at this here real quick. See, you know what we need? We need technology. We need a computer that's plugged into the, you know, as much as I, as much as I can't stand technology. Right. We need a, a machine that's plugged into our sound system here. So that when we start talking about stuff, it automatically just goes and looks it up and pops it up and there it is. And it's all ready to go. Oh, wait, no, that's an intern. Well, where is it? (laughs) But our intern is outside of St. Louis this time around. So we don't Uh, have one here. Ken Ken Grimwood. Um, I've not heard of that one. uh, Yeah. uh, It was one of the the books I picked up in my my used bookstore dealer days. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and the basic premise is is that a guy in his uh, middle 40s has a heart attack and dies suddenly and then wakes up 25 years earlier as an 18-year-old with his memories of the next 25 years intact. Oh. And he relives in his life. And it keeps happening and happening, but it gets shorter every time. Oh, and, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I think I have heard of this. Uh, and then it, uh, um, he discovers very, very quickly that the idea of changing your past is not quite what you want it to be. Right. Because and, because every time he tries, there's consequences. There's, there's always negative consequences. consequences. Right. Because sort, right? because the um, <clears throat> the choices we make have impact. Right. So it's all it's it's all ripple effect. Uh, and. Um, you know, so I mean, it's it's. I had some. We I had this conversation with a with a uh, a friend of mine 
years and years ago. It's like if you go back in time and change things. Well, you know, you get to that point where if I if I go back and change something before my daughter was born. Yeah. See, and that's, that's what uh, I wait a minute, right? Yeah. So, and that becomes this question of of where do you, you know, because where all, do you where do you go? How far back do you go? What do you change? Right, and and what happens if you <clears throat> lose the things that matter to you? Yeah, because your lives are. And uh, a recent conversation I had with uh, a friend of mine about because um, when I went to college, I went with a, I was going went in with what was officially a major in graphic design. Mm-hmm. But it was, for all intents and purposes, a double major with graphic design and theater, which is called stupid because <laughs> you can't get a job. Doing in that. either one, either one, you're not sleeping because if you're yeah, if you're doing theater, you're you're up all night studying your lines, or you're rehearsing, or you're building sets, and it's college, so it's all you've got your other classwork. If you're doing and the parties, well, of course, <laughs> theater parties, um, and if you're if you're getting an art degree. Then you're then up, you're drunk. You're drunk, and you're up all night painting or yeah. or doing the design work or whatever. And this was this was the late '80s, so it's not like we were doing this stuff on computer. We were building things. Oh, so yeah. you know, foam core and and exacto knives and and three o'clock in the morning at the coffee shop. You know, uh, because you need fuel. I've, I've still I've still got one of my projects from a 3D art class in 19. 19- in my closet, in my closet is my portfolio from 1992 when I graduated. Yeah. Um, and so I made the choice, though, in my uh, sophomore year, no, junior year, really, um, that I could only be one. Mm-hmm. And I still dabbled in theater for the rest of the year, rest of the time I was in college. But it, it, the focus was on was on the design work, and. So flash forward to, to 2005 when I move here to Kansas City and I get back in, I get into filmmaking. And so the art and the, the I, you know, and, and, I, and, I, and I, aside from some, some freelance work over the years, I never really became a professional graphic designer. Um, because quite frankly, I just determined the last six months of being in college that the last thing in the world, last thing in the world I wanted to do when I grew up was be a graphic designer. Uh, because you're spending 16 hours a day working on somebody else's project, you know, five, six days a week, you know, your own artistic impulses are out the window. You're just dealing with what, you know, whatever the client wants. And that's the way the business works, but it's the last point you want to realize that is, you know, six months before you graduate. So, ta-da! Um, but, uh, you know, now I'm doing things, I've, you know, I'm act, I've, I've, I've been acting since 2005. I've been, you know, doing all these things that are incorporating both the art and the theater. Right. And filmmaking, all this stuff. And you look at the folks who I was involved with in high school and in college, uh, involved in the theater world, and very few of us are actually still playing in that world. We have a few that are doing really, really well. Um, uh, uh, Zephyr Holland, uh, Zephyr Hollis, uh, is a opera singer, and so he's touring all over the world and, and doing things like that. But um, most of us are not in that in this world anymore, and I am, which is great. But the question was, okay, well, let's see, what would have happened if I had decided to to go with the theater focus? You know, would I be would I be here? Probably mm-hmm. not, because right. I'd be hopefully a working actor somewhere. And um, uh, the 
the question, you know, then the next question is, okay, what if, what if this happened? You know, you can figure out all the different places where you can make choices. You know, if I had, if I had stayed in a relationship when I was still living in Wichita and we were talking about moving to Seattle, yeah, you know, and and that relationship had worked out, and I moved to Seattle. Would I be making films? Probably not. So yeah. there's all these different things where, um, but the, the the you know the tricky one is is that you know recognizing that you cannot go back past a certain point before you change things you can't take back. Yeah, for me, there is a particular door that I walked away from that I've kicked myself. Oh, sure. O over and over, you know, throughout the years. Mm -hmm. And I, I and see, the, 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 the consolation to that is that I know how it would have gone the other way. And it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been a good ending. Sure. In that right. case, uh -huh. I mean, it, either way, you're not, you're not going to get exactly what you want. You're not going to be happy. Um, but yeah, I mean, you go back far enough. You know, I wouldn't have James. I wouldn't have had Devin. Sure. And then, uh, what? You know, where do you where do you go from there? What do you change? And how do you how do you reconcile that? It's enough to drive you mad. Well, and I think that it's it's um, uh, it. By the way, it wasn't uh, one of the books that uh, uh, inspired Groundhog Day. It actually was. It actually had a. Oh yeah. yeah it was. It was not a you know. And Groundhog Day plays, of course, plays it for laughs, but um, it is, um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thought experiment that, that can drive you crazy if you stare mm -hmm. at it too long, because it is a, it is a way to look at all your regrets. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> and feel bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then think of all the things you got right, because, because, you know, we were, and this is just an evolutionary thing because you know you always want to pay attention to where the the tiger is versus uh -huh. where the where the lovely set of berries are. Um, we think about the negative first, so we always think about the worst parts of our lives first. And we don't the the, the joyous moments or just the little happy moments don't don't necessarily stick. Um, so it's really easy to go look and say, "Well, I would go and change this." Um, but then recognizing that you know some of those choices led you to some really happy places. I had a great, I had you know fifteen great years in the book world. I had I had a lovely time uh, uh, selling books for you know up until the point that it wasn't any fun anymore. Well, it was fun. It was just the people I was working for weren't any fun, right? Um, and then the bottom falls out. Well, and the bottom falls out. But that happened after I was I was gone, um, and that was you know it's it fed it it fed it fed my addiction. It fed my it fed my my reading addiction, and yeah. you know I had a. I know, every 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 science fiction fantasy horror book that that crossed through the doors somehow made it into my hands. I was like, "Ooh, I haven't read this one. Ooh, this looks terrible." <laughs> I I remember uh, my first couple of years in college, very 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 rough. Um, and when I saw Lawrence of Arabia mm. in the theater, and then I saw Silverado, which was about that same time, I thought. That's it. I'm going to make movies. And I'm going to make the Lone Ranger. Mm -hmm. I mean that that was that was such a focused thought in my head, and it sent me in a completely different direction. Because up until that point, I was in radio, right? <clears throat> and then I switched. I switched my uh, uh, my concentration in my major. Changed schools. You know, everything changed at that point. Right. 
And if I had stuck with it the first time, who knows? I might have been out in L.A. I might have I might have gone to New York. You know, I I would not have ended up in Kansas City certainly. Um, and you know, I have to be very careful what I say here at this point because the fourteen-year-old will be hearing this. There was a time during college when I just flat out didn't care about any of it. And as a consequence of that, I failed a number of classes. And that put me on a trajectory that it's, it's put me where I am today, let's say, with a number of regrets, a number of decisions that I probably should have zigged when I zagged instead. And, you know, and, and he's... He, I'm trying to convince him. You have got to. You've got to focus on your grades. The grades matter. It matters. Every everything that you do now matters, because it's you know your junior high, your high school, your college years. That's going to determine the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, oh, yeah. <laughs> and there are some decisions you can't take back. Oh God, yes. And some of those true? decisions are. T- Terrible decisions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you can't take them back. And I'm trying to get him to understand before he gets into that situation where he makes one of those decisions. Well, but, you know, I think that... that, that I mean, he's going to make them. Oh, yeah, of course. It happens. You can't, that's human nature. You can't get around it. I think no. that... Um... But I just want him to make different mistakes than the ones <laughs> well, that I made. Of course. You know? Every, that is, I think that's ultimately the goal of every parent is please make new mistakes. Yeah. Please, and, and, Please make and, smaller mistakes. Yeah, smaller ones. There we smaller, go. Smaller, less damaging, less traumatic mistakes. Well, and I think that, that the the thing you can... As you get older, I think, and, and this is something that you try and impress upon your kids, is that you, you're going to hurt other people. That's just the nature of being a human. Mm-hmm. You, we, we do that. We hurt the ones we love. It's, it's, yeah. It might be an old cliche, but it also happens to be a truth. That's, and it doesn't know, have, it's not, not always intentional. Yeah, and ho- hopefully it's very rarely intentional. Um, but the, the, I think some of the best advice you can give someone is try and make the pains small. Yep. Make them be little hurts. Um, and few, because a, a lot of little hurts add up. Uh, yeah, I, especially when you're getting up in the morning and it's all snap crackle. Well, that's pop, true. That's those, a, that's, oh, that's those a, are different. That's little a different kind of little hurts. But yeah. you know, no, I, mean, it's, I have a few of those. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, it, for those of you who have, who are not uh, following the weather in, in, oh. in Kansas City, uh, it is currently pleasant out overall. Um, it's in the 60s and 70s, and that's great. And it rained for the first time in a while, which is yep. great. I love rain. Except. Except. Um, we didn't really have a winter this winter, yeah. <laughs> and so the weather hasn't been able to really be able to figure out what it is, and so there's this sinusy breathing mm-hmm. issue yeah. thing that's happening. Yeah. But it's just like, uh, okay, can I, I just had not? <laughs> last was it last December? Not this past December. Not not three. Not four months ago, but December of December of 2014. Mm-hmm. I got the flu. 
Yeah. And that's the first time that I've been really, really sick like that, and I don't know when. And I I was down for about a week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just wiped out. And since that time, since December of 2014, I have had this stuff going on in my sinuses that I just can't get rid of no matter what. I'm, I'm, I'm taking... I'm taking the pseudoephedrine stuff you get from the pharmacist that you have to sign for so the state will monitor your activity with the pseudoephedrine. Sure. That's uh-huh. the, the real stuff. Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm having to do that now, and it's still not helping. It's crazy. You're broken. I am. Well, when I was 10, <clears throat> and this is completely, you know, our, our conversation today is completely random, folks. Uh, when I was 10, I went to the otolaryngologist. Say that ten times fast. The what? what? The ear, nose, and throat doctor. Oh, okay, sure. Yep. Uh, Doctor Cochran was his name, and he, you know, I was having some issues, and he did his examination and looked at me and blah, 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 and he said, "You've got nasal polyps." Mm. Oh, what are those? Well, it's these little things in your sinus cavity that are going to get bigger as you get older, and at some point they're going to have to come out. Maybe in about 20 years, that'd have to come out. Now, I passed that point 15 years ago. Right. So who knows what's going on in there now? Um, and I know our listeners are sitting there going, get to the point. What's your topic? <laughs> well, this is kind of our topic. This, yeah, well, this, 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 actually came out of, this actually came out of something that, that uh, uh, Sonia, who does a podcast with you. Yes, she yeah. co-hosts uh, Sci-Fi XY, That's and right. she's also uh, on the Rogues Gallery with us. Right. She uh, she pointed out that that uh, to some degree, um, for all the topics that we talk about, this is sort of a personality show mm-hmm. that you and I are yep. that uh, uh, our readers, our readers, our re- well, yeah, our readers, our readers, and our listeners may have noticed we don't always agree, um, and and some of the discussions can, can get very entertaining when we don't. Um, <laughs> And, you know that doesn't happen very often, though. Well, but the, I think well, let's be. There's a couple of reasons for that. One that you and I both look at the genre that we love with critics' eyes, but also from mm-hmm. the writer's standpoint. Right. So there's a sympathy I think that we have when someone is trying, even when they don't succeed. So I think we, you know, that only goes so far, of yeah. course. So it's like, yes. It's very nice that you tried to make a movie. It's <laughs> terrible. It's a very pretty movie, but... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or I, you know, I'm, I'm so happy you wrote a book. Unfortunately. I was you know. I was looking... Oh, where was it? Was it was it Gizmodo? Um, they were talking about uh, Shadowhunters. Mm-hmm. No, it was, it was one of our new followers. One of our new followers on the old site. Mm-hmm, right. Now for those of you who are are new to sci-fi for me, the current sci-fi for me.com is actually version 3.0. Uh, which is now we're self-hosted and you know we're off but 2.0, the 2.0 version that launched in November of 2010, I think it was. That was on the WordPress platform. You'd go to WordPress, and, and there it was. And the WordPress reader, you know, feeds into, you know, people following us, and they could read our articles. Right. Well, when we moved over, that site kind of went dormant, but it was still there. And, and recently, we've picked up reposting articles 
from 3.0 and putting them on 2.0. Inside baseball yeah, stuff. Yeah. So basically, we're reposting the current site on the old site. And we've got over 600 followers on 2.0 that haven't made the transition to the new site. They're still right. following on the old stuff. And we just picked up one yesterday, the day before. And I was looking at some of, some of her stuff. And she was talking about Shadowhunters. And the comparison with Shannara Chronicles. Right. Because they're both that, you know, she's saying, is there room on TV for epic fantasy? You know, maybe we should we should do that as a topic. Because epic fantasy, you know, Lord of the Rings and right. and those kind of things. You look at Shannara Chronicles, it's shot down in New Zealand. They're mm -hmm. obviously putting a bunch of money into it. And right. it looks really pretty. Oh, yeah. It's a great I mean, it's a gorgeous show. Um, production wise, okay, yeah, story, it's fairly interesting ish. Mm -hmm. um, it's not appointment TV for me. I was I was writing recaps for it. I'm behind right. on that one and I'm behind on Shadowhunters. Shadowhunters, not so much. Um, as much as I am inclined to Give it the benefit of the doubt because we know the star, right. Catherine McNamara, and she's obviously trying. Mm -hmm. I don't think the writers and the and the production team are giving them very good material to work with. Well, and because how many how many episodes in is that? Oh, eight, eight or ten. See, that's an interesting thing because I was I I just watched the most recent episode of Lucifer. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who who uh, saw, did or did not see the recap the the article recap thing that I wrote. And that's overrun horror for me, right? About Lucifer so far, um, been very. Dis I've been kind of disappointed with the show because I think it's sort of, you know, it's very funny and it's very witty, and but it's also kind of repetitive and formulaic. For, yeah, for, formulaic, but it also it, it the potential is being squandered. Mm -hmm. For you know, you, you, if your if your main character is the devil himself, and you're going to play, you're going to have him be. Something resembling the hero of the story. Have some fun with it for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, and then I watched the most recent episode, which I think is episode seven. That sounds about right. And they finally do what I want them to do, which is they actually start getting theological on me here. And I'm like, ooh. And they start playing with things like, you know, uh, uh, what is the, you know, what what is the impact of, of uh, you know, the devil leaving hell? You know, it's it, Finally, I'm like, oh, 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 but it's seven episodes in, it's, you know, six or seven episodes in. Yeah. How much audience have they lost? It's like Agents of Shield. It's, yeah. It okay. Was How, you know, if you if you don't get to the point, and if you're spinning your wheels, yeah. um, or or uh, Constantine, or you could some shows with some really yeah. some real potential end up being you know cut off at the knees because they haven't figured out how they want to do things. And well, and one thing that I like about both Shadowhunters and Shinara is. And you know, and acknowledge, fully acknowledging that I am not the target audience, uh, target audience, mm -hmm. because I'm, you know, old white guy, right? I'm not, I'm not a young adult. I'm not in that tween, teen, twenty sure, something yeah, yeah. age group, right? I'm not the. I, I don't watch MTV. Um, one thing that I used to back when I had music videos. You know, I didn't even watch it then. I did. I did watch it every now and again. Mm -hmm. 
There was one particular VJ. Um, oh, shoot. What was her name? She was a little petite brunette. Um, uh, Martha. Mar oh, shoot. What was her last name? Oh, wow. The pretty one. They were all, well, that was kind of, that was kind yeah, of, the, she they was, were all the pretty she ones. She was the pretty one. I mean, she was, she was the one that broke out of the pack. Oh, I, 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 I can, yeah. I cannot for the life of me remember her name. Martha. Martha Quinn? Uh, Martha Quinn. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Martha Quinn. <clears throat> so every now and then if I see, if, you know, I flip in channels, I see her on there. Oh, what's she talking about? No, no, no. Yeah. But, but I was never a big MTV fan to mm. start with. But the one thing that I like about Shadowhunters and, and Shannara both is that they got into the 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 core of the story quickly. Right. Okay. Here's what this show is about. Mm -hmm. Boom. Done. Let's go. And <clears throat> one thing that I like about Kat's character, Clary Frey, on Shadowhunters, is she's focused on one goal. They don't have, the writers don't have her going off six dozen different directions, mm, sure, you know, yeah. for the, you know, the needs of the plot, whatever. She's like, I've got to save my mom. Everything that she does, every, every decision that Clary makes is driven by, I'm going to save my mom. And I like that because you don't get, now with some of the other characters, you get a little bit of the, you know, manipulating to fit whatever the needs of the plot are. Oh, sure. But the entire the entire whole thing is is everybody's after this cup, and the cup will allow you to control demons and you know whatever. So it's a power struggle. It's, you know, it's right. a classic tale. But Shannara does kind of a similar thing. They're not, they're not after an object. They've got this this tree, the Elkreese tree, which is somehow imbued with the power, the magic. It's the gate. This tree, as long as it's alive, the demons are locked away. Okay. And somehow the demon power is starting to overcome this tree or the tree is starting to die or whatever. And every time a leaf falls from this tree, a demon gets loose. Oh, interesting. Okay. So as the leaves are falling and right. the Elkreese tree is dying, the demons are all, you know, there's this now this this horde, this army of demons that are coming out. And, uh, you know, and, and I, it's John Reese davies is in it. Well, that's, that's not too shabby. And Manu Bennett. <laughs> right. And they're shooting this thing down in New Zealand. And it's it's not bad. Some of the acting with the kids, there's three, there's three 20-something kids that are at the core of it. Right. And they're okay. No, but um, it's a better executed show for that same demographic, that same mm -hmm. audience as Shadowhunters. Now, Shadowhunters, my biggest complaint about Shadowhunters right now are the plastic swords. They have these, they have these, you know, the Shadowhunters, for those of you who are not familiar with the story, the Shadowhunters are humans with angel blood in their lineage, and they have... The, they have powers, mm -hmm. to, and and they're tasked with protecting the world from demons. Sure. Okay. So they have these weapons. They have these swords. They're like lightsabers. Only when they're active and they're lit up, you can tell that this is a plastic sword with an LED in it. <laughs> 
It is one of the worst executed props that I have ever seen on a on a paranormal supernatural-ish type of show. It's terrible. Oh, that's too bad. It's terrible. And it takes me it blows me out of the story. I'm like that's just such a terrible looking. I mean, it does it looks like the plastic swords you'd get in the toy aisle, the toy the toy aisle at Target. Oh, see, that's sad. It is. It's yeah, terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Like, who's doing your props? <laughs> Fire them. Uh, we do. We do a great production design in Kansas City, by the way. Just yeah, so you know, talking, guys. I'm, I'm just saying. But yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's one of the things. Um, I don't know where we were going with that, but you just well, you started you, the... you started off talking about you know, is it possible to do epic fantasy on television? I think I think that should be a topic that we discuss at some point and just look at it because this this art this uh, opinion piece that I was reading from one of our new followers was basically saying it's tough mm-hmm. because of the budgetary restrictions that you get with TV. How how possible is it? And it felt like because she was saying that, that Shadowhunters should be epic fantasy. It should be much bigger than it actually is. Sure. And it's not. You know, part of it is the urban setting. It's in New York, most of it. Right. Um, but if you're talking about magic and you're talking about angels and demons and vampires and werewolves and all of these different all of these different non-human creatures, then there should be an environment that wraps around that that's going to cost a lot of money if you do it right. Yeah, and they haven't been able to do that. They're the you know they're doing the magic spells and the is it a is it stuff, a is it a twenty four episode or twenty four episode? Run? I don't know. I have to look. I don't think it is. I want to say it's thirteen, but I, I'd have to look and and see. I think but, I think that that and we've talked about this before a little bit that the the premium channels, your Showtimes and your HBOs and your and your Netflixes and things like that that are giving us the 13-episode runs and they're dumping a lot of money into these shows, but they're subscription services. You have to, you have mm-hmm. to pay yeah. to watch them. Um, and I'm not talking just your regular basic cable stuff because the MTV is basic cable. Right. I don't have cable. I watch everything through the internet, so I'm thinking that's correct it is <laughs> okay. yeah it is uh, it, it was it was back when i was you know <laughs> yeah. a, a, just a few years yeah. ago honestly but um yeah it's it's not a premium yet but you you have um the the, the model is different for these pl- things like showtime and hbo and things like that where mm-hmm. you're so they can afford to to dump X amount of money into six or 13 episodes and spend a lot of money they can do you know feature film budgets on some of this stuff um, yeah, but it's, you know, spread out over. Yeah. Well, and it's got me, it's got me wondering because, you know, I, I sit here in my office and I, I have all of these shows that I'm supposed to be writing recaps for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have, we, I did a count last night after we, after we got done with level 117, I was talking with my aides a little bit and I, I ran through my list. I'm doing, I've got six of them on my list. Mm-hmm. I can't do six of them, right? <laughs> you, you know, and I've and and I've t- passed off two. Yeah, and there's one that's kind of fallen by the wayside because we had we had somebody running on um, Limitless, mm-hmm. and we've that one's been dropped. I'm behind on 
Arrow, I'm behind on the Flash, behind on Shinara, behind on Shadow Hunters, behind on Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I, all of them. Uh, let's see. There. I'm behind on Lucifer. I'm behind on Colony. Uh-huh. I'm about to pick up. Uh, um, oh wait, no. The Damien's being picked up by somebody else. Yes, Sam Simon yes, is going to do Sam. is going to do Damien. Ooh, but but you're going to do Bates Motel. Bates Motel. Um, and uh, um, oh, for heaven's sakes! Oh no, it just completely went out of my head. Uh, Penny Dreadful's coming back. Penny Dreadful's coming. I think we have somebody to cover Penny Dreadful. But I want to watch. Well, okay. I mean, you can watch so, it. Yeah, I'm going to watch well, it. You, can, li- you gonna, can live tweet it while I'm going to. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it because uh, that's. I think it's one of the best horror shows yeah. on television. But we've got that. Um, um, Doctor Who is off, so we're good there. Yeah, but class, class cl- is coming in. Yeah, class is shooting. I think Starting. class is about to start shooting. Yeah. Um, so that actually leads us into our topic. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, the original it's, point. Of, the original point of this is what. What are, what, what are you know? This is this yeah, is we'll kind talk of a, about our stuff. Yeah. Um, well, and one of the reasons that I don't have the time that I, I I want to have right now is I've got a day gig that starts at stupid thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of get up and get up at the point going. I am the only human being awake at this point. That is that is the but way. You're not it, getting stuck in traffic. There's well, a benefit true. there. Yeah, but it, I mean, and, and that is not in fact the case because yeah. when I get out, there are other people out in the world. But it does feel like that sometimes, where it's like no one ever gets up this early, except they do. No. It's just um, I'm not really a morning person, and yet I've had morning person jobs oh, forever. No, yeah, I'm not a morning person either. Um, but uh, uh, so there's that. But I've also been doing. I'm, I'm the art director for a science fiction series that is in early stages. Um, and we are shooting the prequel uh, to the larger story of uh, a series called. Uh, um, Would it be a prequel or a prologue at this point? It's going to be a prologue. Yes, okay. a prologue is a better term. Yes, uh, this is uh, this is something called Paradox City. And if you go to the interwebs and type in the words Paradox City, you can actually find the trailers that our, our director Jim McCullough made several years ago. And he's a special effects guy. And uh, a writer and a, and a director and an editor. And he's much, much better at this than he was when he made the first Paradox City <laughs> teasers. And so it's kind of like, look at it, that's really cool. And he's like, yeah, that sucks. Because <laughs> I'm so much better now. Yeah. And he did, and he really is. And it's it's a neat, neat thing. And I've had a chance to work with some really cool people. And, and uh, um, I'll post, we'll, we'll, we'll attach one of the photos that I took. Uh, which apparently is blowing up all over Facebook right now. Oh, the one with with Rensenberger? Yeah, Rensenhaus. Yeah. Rensenhaus. Yes. Yeah, the one, the the black and white one that I posted yeah. today. Yeah, that was a good shot. Um, yeah, I'm very actually. I'm every now and again I get a really good photograph. John Rensenhaus, uh, also in Pontypool, Pontypool, yeah, which was the play that we featured on Sci-Fi for Me Journal, mm-hmm. uh, which you can find on our YouTube channel. Right. Um, we get around. We do a little bit. We do. He's uh, he's he's plays a major part in in this, and he, he got to work with him uh, last weekend, and it was great. I mean, he's he's fantastic. He's yeah. Just and he's just a he's just a neat guy. Um, but it's it's been a it's been a time consumer. Um, art director, for those of you who don't know, can mean many many things <laughs> on a film set. It can mean the person what doing all the stuff. Um, or I have been an art director uh, on a feature film where I was a significant chunk of the art department. And uh, thank heavens the fact that I didn't have to worry about the, the 
um, costuming and the makeup because mm-hmm. that was actually being handled and because uh, they were amazing. That was the feature film. Um, well, it was originally called Fetch and now has the unfortunate and frankly dumb title of American Maniac, American Maniacs. Starts with an A. It starts with an A. Right there on the front page. Yep. Um, and uh, a film that I, I'm not sure if I can recommend to our listening audience because it's it's a tragedy, mm-hmm. and I mean that in the sense of the storytelling. It's it's that's the that's the genre. Right. That's what kind of story. That's it what is. kind of story it is. Um, where like it's, Romeo and Juliet is a tragedy. Right. Um, except this is much darker right. and much. Uh, if you look at it through the eyes of a grown up. It's a really sad story. Mm. It's very, you know, it is it is tragic, right? Um, but it is also a difficult film to watch uh, for because we got really good at doing some things that it's like, oh my god. Um, so, I mean, I, on one hand, I'm very proud of the work I did. Um, I don't know that you would necessarily, our audience would necessarily enjoy it because uh, it's a hard film to enjoy. It's not. It's not really the film we didn't actually set out to make a film to enjoy. Yeah. But in any event. Um, set construction and a lot of other things. I had my hands uh, literally uh, all over a lot of things in that in that production. Uh, this I get to actually be this sort of weird kind of administrator. It's a you got people working. I for got you? people working for me. Cool, um, which is neat and uh, luckily uh, and good <laughs> because there's some. It's it's a science fiction project. I mean, it is. We're we're world building here. And luckily, I've got an amazing costume designer, and she has done some really fantastic work on on most. You know, there's there's we, we there's some money in the project, but it's it's there's never enough money in the project when you're oh, yeah. when you're working on the independent level. Yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it's but it's it's eaten up every weekend for like yeah, a it month. Has. Uh, and uh, we're actually we're actually on a break, uh, sort of, for the next couple of weeks because we got. Uh, our big climactic fight scene um, with many, many people, which has to be choreographed and made safe for the actors and all these things, all sure. the stuff you got to do, right. which I don't have to do anything about. <laughs> I just so now we have to focus on. We still have. I mean, there's still work to be doing while we're taking taking time off. We're not shooting over the next couple of weekends, but we still have to build. I mean, there's there's hero stuff that has costumes that still have to be made and things like that. And luckily, I just have to sit there and go, so how's that going? <laughs> Can I see? Oh, that's cool. Um, but we've been very, very lucky and, and a fantastic cast and crew. But it's been a time consumer. It's, it's you know, the, the end result, however, I think will be something that people will really enjoy. Um, it's it, the short version of describing it without being too spoilery is... Um, if you stare directly at most superhero films, you start ending up with the ending of Man of Steel because superheroes are, if you if you think about them too long, they're kind of scary, mm-hmm. you know? So you end up with things like Miracle Man. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, which is, can be really cool storytelling, but um, also, you know, can take you on a very dark path and basically this is the premise is the superheroes and the supervillains it's gotten so bad they basically broke the world and it's the last days mm. uh, as as a s- tiny group of humanity escapes into a place called paradox city which is sort of this um, other other dimensional uh, refuge um, and this is this is these are the moments leading up to the 
the last attempt to save someone important, uh, an important child, uh, to get them to Paradox City before it's too late. And it's there's, there's a lot of humor in there, and there's a lot of grim, grim, grim stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool. It's just I mean, it's it's the kind of project you sit there and go. I'm having so much fun, <laughs> but uh, and and for to be inside this sort of thing, you know, working for something like we do here. Yep, I have a front row seat. Um, and so where's the article? Well, and that's just that's yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, actually, the plan is the plan is is to once we get it all shot is to spend some time because we've been documenting this stuff in photographs for for some time. We have a lot of great set photo- photographs we can put out. We don't want to put out too much right now that's spoilery. Right. Um, so the the picture we'll attach with this article with, with this podcast is uh, uh, one of the one of the handful of things that I personally f- that I took that I'm like uh, I I can put this out there yeah. you know um, some of the stuff that I thought was very spoilery has still managed to make it to the web um, through social media I'm like oh really guys <laughs> it's like, I wasn't going to show that oh well um, but. Um, it's the kind of thing where yeah you'll see, you'll actually see more of this because it's sit down with Jim uh, and some of the actors and things like that. It's right now the the biggest challenge we have had uh, has been scheduling. There's yeah. a lot of people involved in this project. Well, and you run into that with indie film indie, anyway. Oh yeah, any time. But you got it. I mean, our our yeah. primary cast is ten actors, and some of them and a lot of that's them, a lot for an indie. Yeah, and most of them are working actors. So it's wow. it's been it's been scheduling. So you have someone like you know I mean John Rensenhaus is a professional actor. This is you know he's mm-hmm. and he's fantastic. And uh, uh, several of the people in the cast are, are actually friends of ours uh, that are that are doing really fine work. So speaking of really fine work, yeah, we have a sponsor that does really fine work in providing tchotchkes, licensed merchandise and stuff. All they kinds are, of stuff. They are superherostuff.com. I just got a note from them the other day, and we posted it on Instagram. That our order is on its way. Yes. It's been teleported, <laughs> so we should be having it. Should arrive here very, very shortly. Um, so what we're going to do? We're going to take a break. Let you hear from them. They are our sponsors here. Have been since episode fifteen. We're coming right around the corner to our one hundredth episode with superhero stuff as a sponsor, I know. and we're going to do something. Not going to tell you what it is yet, but we're going to do something. On episode episode one hundred fifteen, yes, we're going to do something with superhero stuff to commemorate the milestone. So we're going to let you hear from them. We will be back to talk more about our stuff, our work, and and such things here when H two O continues right after this. This is Sci Fi for Me Radio. Where can you get the latest cool superhero and sci-fi merchandise? SuperheroStuff.com From t-shirts to keychains to cookie jars and everything in between. Superhero Stuff has added more buyers to the staff, which means more stuff, which means more for you to choose from. And don't forget the Hero Box, the must-have superhero mystery box. A $70 value, just $49. Visit SuperheroStuff.com today and gear up with your favorites. SuperheroStuff.com where heroes shop. Now I have to second guess a lot of life choices that I've made. From the Fortress of Solitude. Machine gun fire. I don't think it's a matter of right or wrong. Uh, bad guy. It's kind of won me over and I'm not 100% sure how. Got me in the holiday spirit, man. <laughs> no. All of you are dirty, filthy aliens. Get off my planet. 
The Rogues Gallery on Sci-Fi for Me Radio. I gave it 15 minutes and I, that was too much. Where all of us have secret identities. Whoa, where'd you get that shirt? Bought it at the convention last week. It's an atomic cotton design. Atomic cotton? Yep, they got t-shirt designs from sci-fi, horror, cult films. All the shirts were really unique and fun. I had to get one. I gotta wait for another convention, though. Nope. AtomicCotton.com. I ordered a shirt. Shipping was super fast. Atomic Cotton, where Erica and Zach combine their passion for art and film to create wearable art. All original, made with a love for the genre. Coming to a convention near you very soon. Or find them on the web at AtomicCotton.com. Atomic Cotton. Shirts and art for fans by fans. This is meteorologist Brian Busby. If you're traveling to a convention, be sure to check the weather. We have the latest forecast on the conventions page every week at SciFiForMe.com. Back in H2O, Jason Hunt here with my coffee in hand, sitting across from Timothy Harvey. Hello. And you said uh, you said it's my turn. Huh? It is your turn. Well, I, yeah, because I uh, I finished up. You know, I described the, the the things consuming my life right now. What are you up to? I'm doing this. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, well, let's see. My day gig, I'm circling the drain on a couple of different projects. I make TV commercials mm -hmm. and web videos, so I'm waiting for clients to get back to me on some stuff. Outside of that, I sit here behind my computers mm -hmm. and all of these screens... And all this technology that has me tapped into the entire world. I didn't know what's going on. So you're basically sitting here, you, you sit here in the dark with that little red spotlight above your head and you just cackle maniacally at your, you know, your evil plans? I have had, I have lost count of how many times, because I live here by myself, mm -hmm. you know, with the, the, the office is in the basement at home. Right. World headquarters is, you know, not as not as impressive in person as it is on the radio. But um, I sit here and I do my work. You know, I, I usually get in here about 8, 30, 9 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I'm in here until about 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. Most days. Right. Because not only am I doing my client work, you know, editing video and, and writing scripts and, and that kind of thing. But I'm also doing magazine stuff. I'm, I'm writing articles. I'm mm -hmm. reviewing articles. I'm editing. I'm going through all of the email. I, oh, oh, oh. I accomplished something today. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I, I did. I did. I'm very proud of myself. My personal email account, mm -hmm. I have less than 1,000 unread messages in my inbox. <laughs> That actually is an accomplishment. 988, I think, is where it's sitting right now. Uh, I'm it's got, less than a thousand. I've got like 480-something, if not yeah. more, in yeah. mine. So, yeah, I'm familiar with that problem. Well, and I, I, I can't even begin to tell you what my, my sci-fi for me inbox. You've almost exceeded your storage oh, geez, capacity. Yeah. You need to <clears throat> buy some more. No, I need to clean out what I've got. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> that. That's that's been the solution to several of my notices. Yeah. yeah. And well, and it's frustrating because there's a lot of stuff that I can't get rid of yet because it's it's works in progress. It's stuff that's in process, uh, various different stages of done. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, and, and some things you want to keep a hold of because you come back to it, mm -hmm. you know, for reference and, and stuff later. Uh, so there's a, there's some stuff in my email box that I can't get rid of. 
<clears throat> but right. I'm slowly yeah. I'm slowly digging through and getting getting through that. One of those things uh, is um, preview art and pages and review copies for comic books. Because at the moment, right now, we don't have anybody to review comics. So here's what I'll do. I'm just going to put out the recruiting the recruiting message here. I'll be I'll be Uncle Sam wants you. There you go. If you're listening, yeah, if you're within the sound of my voice, if you have a, a a fairly thorough knowledge of comic books, you don't have to be an expert, but if you if you know the field. If you're familiar with it, and if you have any leanings at all toward journalism or op-ed pieces, you want to write reviews, mm -hmm. send us an email, h2o at sci-fi-for-me.com. Let us know, hey, I wouldn't mind reviewing comic books for you. Oh, yeah. And let's see what that can can bring us. Uh, because we, we do want to expand our coverage of both video games and comic books. We just don't have the people to do it. Right. And that's one of the things I'm sitting on. I'm sitting on so many previews and review copies and all of this stuff. You know, Aspen and 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 uh, Dark Horse and Image and all these different you know IDW. And they say, "Hey, here's this new comic that's coming out this week, and this comic is coming out this week." And this, oh, yeah. you know, I get them every week, and I can't do anything with them because I don't have anybody to send them to. Yeah. So there's that. There's you know, there's recruiting. There's finding other people to do stuff. There's updating the calendar. Because we we still need I, we got to go in and add to the horror calendar still the convention calendar. Mm -hmm. um, there's recruiting writers for the horror side to, yeah. to help you out on that side. Because um, we're still in early days with the horror, horror yeah. for me. So it's there's, just... there's recaps to be written. There's re there's books to review. I mean, there's there's always something what we're doing, and I'm I'm usually sitting here, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul time wise. In order to get it all done, and the stuff that I'm working on is more long term. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, we, we mentioned before the break. I've got all of these shows that I'm recapping. I'm trying to get away from doing recaps, so I can do more. I don't want to say oversight, but more of the editorial, the managing mm -hmm. of the content. Sure, because as much as I enjoy writing. And I can take the little various news items that come through every now and again because we get I get press releases all the time and and everybody else the the people we've got on our team right now most of them don't have a background in journalism. We've got a few that have training in that in that right. particular field and that's their interest and that's what they want to do. Everybody else is in here because they enjoy doing it and they like you know they like being a personality on a podcast or they're writing opinion pieces with the recaps and that kind of thing. So we need to beef up our journalism trained side of the staff and that's part of what I'm trying to do is, is write the write the news items so we get the opinion pieces out for the people who enjoy writing them. Right. And finding sponsors, finding advertisers. Uh, you know, I, I wear a lot of hats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You definitely do. And I, I need to pass off a few of them um, <laughs> because it is it, – well, uh, I'll give you an example. Level 117. We recorded it last night. Uh, we, were, we, were, we recorded it Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And I edited, put it all together, 
uploaded it to podcast.com, mm-hmm. and I had copied and pasted the short code. Um, there's a there's a little piece of programming code in our WordPress template that puts the the audio player on the article. Right. Right. You just click the play button and you play the play the podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, the placeholder I put in there was a different show. Right. Yeah. It was. It was <laughs> Angie's. It was Angie's interviews at the the Lego DC premiere. Mm-hmm. I had forgot to swap it out. So when level eleven seven article goes live this morning, <laughs> suddenly <laughs> no, nobody's listening to level eleven seven. They're listening to Geek Out. It's like oh oh oh. I got to do that. So seven fifteen this morning, I'm scrambling to change all of that, you know. And it, it, it it's it's a never ending battle, you know. It's one of those things where I I would love to do more fiction writing. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got interviews to do, we've got podcasts to produce, and all that stuff. Because because then I'm editing, uh, put the finishing touches on the Team Zombie video, which posted to YouTube. Right. You know, so it's it, it, my my morning ritual when I, after I get up and snap, crackle, pop. Right. You know, if anybody watched, they would wonder if I was crazy because I talked to myself. I talked to myself in the morning. As opposed to those of those of us who know you who don't wonder. Yes, that's right. Um, and and a lot of that is I go through my list. I have to verbal. I have to verbalize my list and say it out loud. Okay, I've got this to do, and this, and this, and this, and this, and I come and I do a. I have to do a plan in my head. Right. But I have to say it out loud, and organize it, and figure out. Okay, what's first? What has to go out first? Uh, you know, what do I do next? What do we do second? What's the priority? What What has to be done? Where are the deadlines? And I still don't get it all done. <laughs> One o'clock, no, two o'clock in no, the morning, and it's still—I mean—that list never, never gets any shorter. Um, well, and and that that kind of makes a certain amount of sense, just because. And I don't want anybody to get the sense that I'm complaining. I'm not. I, you know, this is just this is an observational discussion here of what I have to do because I enjoy doing this. This is fun, mm-hmm. except when it's not. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like really, can I get somebody to? Um, the the recaps we do have a number of shows that need to be recapped, so it's finding people to do that, you know, and and the rotation, you know, we do have a revolving door where people people will come in and they'll help and they'll do their thing and then they get busy with work and life and school right. and that kind of thing. And well, and the other yeah, thing, it's... which is fine. I mean, that's going to happen because we're all volunteers. Nobody gets paid for anything. Uh, speaking of which, if you are on staff or you know somebody that's on staff with a coffee company. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we would really like to get a sponsorship with a coffee company, um, yeah. but you know, there's there's that aspect of it too. There's the business side of it, where you know we're getting into affiliate marketing. We got to figure out the ads that we can run, and and when they expire, they disappear. Right. I had a couple of a couple of days there where I had a leaderboard ad. You know, the the ad that goes across the top of the website was gone because the the offer had expired and oh yeah I got to put that in there right. I gotta, you know I got to swap that out so I, you know and I, I was telling I was telling Tim before we started recording when when we get an office 
I want a big marker board. It's got a grid on it so I can keep track of everything that everybody's doing because I can't keep it all straight in my head. And I'm not one of those that's in the habit of doing a spreadsheet online. Right. Um, Angie's doing a really great job of trying to keep track of all of that stuff. That's what she does. She's got a spreadsheet and she's tracking projects. And she's trying to help get us a little bit more organized on that mm -hmm. side. But it's technology driven. And I'm I just, you know, I make lists on notepads. <laughs> you know that's right. well, that's that's my that's what I do. Well, um, and, and I think that I think that's partially a product of how we grew up because we were kids and, and our formative years were pre the computer explosion. Yeah. Um. Again, you know, college for graphic design, we were none of it was done on computer. I mean, we were we were barely getting into things like PageMaker. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in college. PageMaker was cutting edge when oh, I was yeah. in college. Yeah, it was. Um, I think I still have a copywriter somewhere. I probably do uh, on uh, one of my... I, you know what? I bet I do on my on my hard I, drive. I have mine on one of my on one of my dead hard drives. Yeah. It's sitting right here. It's yeah. not... The one I have is not dead, uh, but it's just... It's, it's, it's so small mm -hmm. that it's like... I couldn't drop a movie onto this hard drive. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like I get I get I got I got short films which require more more digital space uh just in the raw footage. Well, and I'm dealing with that too because I ran um I ran a recovery program on one of my hard drives mm -hmm. and managed actually to recover all the files that were on that drive. However, all of the files are broken. Uh there now I I take it back. There are some that I can open. Mm -hmm. No problem. The older stuff and some of the other stuff, you know, it's a JPEG. The extension is there. The computer recognizes it as a JPEG file, but Photoshop won't open it because the either the JPEG marker is too short or there's something that's corrupted in it. There, mm -hmm. there's, something, there's something broken in the code right. on a lot of these files. And a lot of the QuickTime stuff, video that I've shot for a number of clients and short films that I've done and, and all of that, I've got the files back and they're on a new drive. So I've at least made that much progress with it, but I'm still dealing with all of that, trying to figure out, okay, what's my next step to try to fix that? Right. And then I've got this other dead drive that I really would like to recover stuff from and it's dead. Yeah. Like, like dead, dead. Although I did run across a video uh, earlier uh, talking about how to how to remove the control circuit board mm -hmm. and replace it from another drive. Really? Yeah, because sometimes sometimes it's not the drive that fails; it's the motherboard controlling the drive that fails. Oh, okay, sure. But I would have to get another drive like this in order to swap them out. So I haven't gotten to that point yet. But uh, right. I mean, that seems I mean, like it, a... it, it's it's every little it's all little stuff. It's all accumulative little things. You know, I don't you're working on, on Paradox City. I don't have that one project that's got me going all the time. Right. Well, I mean, this yes, is this is, is this it. Is, this yeah. is it. Um, but you're also dealing with so many different little pieces of it. Mm -hmm. That it often feels like not one thing. It feels like yeah. all these things. Well, it gets overwhelming sometimes because sure. you sit there and you go. What do I do next? Where do I start? Yeah. Yeah, you start making your list. It's like, oh, what do I do? Where 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 do I go? What The trick huh? with that is just to grab one. 
<laughs> and go, yeah. this one, this is the one right here. And then, you know, try and try and get through that one. There was a, there was a United States Navy, is it captain or a commodore or something? He made, made a, made the commencement speech at University of Texas a while back. Mm. And they were talking about habits. And oh, I guess maybe this was four years ago now that this was out and it made the made the circuit online. And I remember because I, I made my kid watch it. And he's he's talking to this group of, of kids about to graduate high school. And he said, you need to be in the habit of succeeding. You've got to set yourself up for success. Mm-hmm. And the way you do that is you make your bed in the morning. And you you start with something that small. Oh, okay, sure. And you accomplish it. You know, you set a goal. I'm going to make my bed. You make the bed. You do it the best you can. It's all straight and neat and nice mm-hmm. and tidy. Sure. And what that does is it fires off... I don't know if it's endorphins or, or you know, that sense of accomplishment. You oh, get yeah. that you get that sense of, okay, I did manage to do something right today. <laughs> and it and it sets a pattern for the rest of your day. Oh yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. If it puts you in the in the mental state of you know, it, it's a confidence booster. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I can do this little thing. Now I can go on to do the next bigger thing and the next bigger thing and the next bigger thing. Well, it's like it's like we mentioned earlier. It's like where you, the positive versus the negative. If you fail at something, then that sets up a, a emotional response. It's like I, I failed. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's The next time you try and do something, you've got that sense of failure. But it looms in your head a lot stronger than that sense of accomplishment when you get something right. So if you oh, get yeah. if you get yourself in the habit of doing something right and yes. you know get accomplishing something then now, yeah I could see how that would very much be a uh, a way to to kickstart your day and kickstart a focus of of success on that. I have I've recently reconnected with a friend of mine uh lives down in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And um she's a cyclist. She rides rides bicycle. Oh, sure. Uh, pretty much every day gets out and tries to ride a little bit and was telling me, you know, you've got, she's, you've got to get out. Cause I was talking about the fact that I've got this gut I've got to lose. I've got to, I've got to get in better shape. She says, ride a bike. And I've got this stationary bike that belonged to my grandfather. It's archaic, mm-hmm. but it works. And she says, you know, 12, just 12 minutes a day. Yeah. Just 12 minutes a day. Okay, so the last couple of days, I've done twelve minutes on the on the stationary bike. Yeah, I hurt. Of course, yeah, in my hips mm-hmm. because there's no padding on the seat. I mean, it's an old bike. It's right. older than I am. I mean, this this is how how long it's been around. I think I think he got it at Sears. Um, I'll have to look on it and see if there's any kind of a date on it. But I, you know, he's <laughs> probably had he probably had it sixty eight, sixty nine, seventy somewhere right, in there. Right. Yeah. So this is an old machine, and uh, so I'm and and the twelve minutes on the bike is not any big deal, you know. I can right. I can do that. It's fine. I, you know, I'm not I'm not overly straining myself or anything like that. But my hips hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's sitting it's sitting on that seat, and 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 doing you know that repetitive motion 
in that it's it's that ball and socket right yeah joint that's right there that is complaining mm -hmm. and it's complaining very very vociferously what are you doing to me <laughs> stop um but yeah no i'm I, i'm doing pretty pretty well but it's it's one of those things where you you, you want to do something at the very beginning of your day mm -hmm. to set up your day well and especially with with something like that you know if it's only, once you get into the habit of doing it mm -hmm. it's much easier to stay in the habit of doing it and that goes that goes that goes double for bad habits oh yeah definitely bad habits are hard to get hard harder to get out of um, they're much easier to get into. Oh, sure. <laughs> no argument right there <laughs> at all. But so you've got, you know, well, okay, when I moved to Kansas City, um, I like to walk. Mm. And I like to walk late at night because there's not many people around. And I can just, I can, you know, just stroll along. I don't have to worry about that many cars or, you know, whatever. Right. And when I moved here, I picked a different direction because I, I, knew, I knew Kansas City to a vague degree. Um, so I moved here, and I picked a direction, and every night I just walked. What's over here? I don't know. Let's go find out. And You're lucky you didn't get shot. Well, yeah. and I have been mugged in this town. So, and, uh, you know, uh, I was mugged right around the corner from my apartment building. So it's not like I was actually, and, and I did find out that Kansas City has very polite drug dealers, it, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> um, <clears throat> true story. Uh, so... So I would actually, I, I used to live down in Westport, which is a, a, a midtown district in Kansas City. And it's a, got restaurants and bars, and, and it's down the street from the plaza, which is a f actually fairly famous shopping district in Kansas City. Famous yep. worldwide, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and that actually became one of my primary routes, which was down through Westport, down to the plaza, and then back again. I'd get like three or four miles in right. every night. And I have seen photos of me from the first five years I lived here, when I was doing that regularly, mm -hmm. I like you know five to seven times a week regularly I would walk, and I'm thinner than I am right now. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, look at that! I look pretty good. What happened? Oh yeah, I stopped doing that. Yeah. So and it was it's been much much harder to get back in the habit of it, um, and I really really want to, but. You know, again, what do, you know, it's, it's so I'm, that, that's great. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're doing that because, uh. That means I won't die of a heart attack and leave you hanging the bag. Oh, know, God, yes, please. Bag. No, that'd be terrible. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, God, now no, it's all on me. Just to let you know, <laughs> there is a master file know of <laughs> all the passwords on this computer. <clears throat> so, just in case. There's going to there's be like a video, too, isn't there? There'd be like a picture of. Um, I should probably do one of those. If you're watching this. If you're watching this, I'm dead. <laughs> Yes. Spock, yeah, listen to McCoy. McCoy, remember that Spock has a hard time here. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, oh, I God. should do there, one of those. There's going to be one of those. I just know it. Um, so, so don't do that. Don't do that anytime soon. Um, oh, yeah. I have... It would give me an excuse to finally chuck the day gig and just go into business for myself. Well, except for the fact that I'm not getting very much business. Well, I know. So, so that, you know, they're so in, that's they're the, in lieth they're, the problem. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. So, well, see, and, and you know, they're... Again, there's a lot of stuff because we do so much here. Yeah. You know, you really sit and look at all of the work that we do, that this team does. And it is a team effort. It's not any, any you know, it's not me. It's all of us. 
And, you know, you look at all the recaps that we're doing and the reviews we're doing and the podcast. We get six podcasts. Mm -hmm. We get three others that are just kind of sitting out there in limbo because we we just don't have the time to do them all. And, you know, the TV shows that we're doing over on YouTube and the events that we go to and the interviews that we're doing and all, all of these different things that we do. Yeah. We generate a lot of content. Yeah, we do. A lot of it. And like we've talked about before, it would be really nice if people actually saw that content, <laughs> you know? And well, so, people, people do. We people just would do. like yeah. more people. Do. Well, and that's the funny thing. Because I posted on our Facebook group, we've got a, with this, you know, the staff has a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Looking at one set of numbers, our audience is little bitty, teeny tiny living space, right? Right. You know? And you look at another set of numbers, and it's much, much bigger. Yeah. I mean, exponentially bigger. I'm wondering how. how yeah, the two. The, <laughs> I mean, you, they're not anywhere near close to each other. So I I need to do some investigating on on some of that because the numbers are way off. Well, and we noticed right away when we moved to our different. Or our different podcast. Uh, yeah, those numbers jumped significantly. Yeah. yeah, which is great. I mean, it, it's it's clearly we have more people listening than we we realized. Um, and we appreciate every single one of you. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and here's the thing. Um, I think it, the reason we do this is not because. I mean, yes, it's because we we like it. But we, you know, there's a lot of things we like that we don't have websites for. You know, and we don't write articles about. And, yep. you know, because if, if we just wanted to, I mean, you and I could just sit and talk about this stuff all the time. We could be upstairs. We could be upstairs drinking coffee, you know, <laughs> as opposed to downstairs drinking coffee. Sure. Hey, wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> you know, or, and, and not be recording this. You know, or, you know, I could be telling you about the episode of the TV show that I just watched. I thought it was really yeah. cool. And we're not, instead of writing it down, you know, we do it because we think that maybe somebody else out there might be interested in, you know, this thought we have. I have a thought. Would you like to hear it? <laughs> <laughs> it's made of candy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy talk. It's crazy oh, yeah. talk. Well, and and you know, being able to being able to go to the conventions and oh, you know fun. meet the celebrities, mm. interview the celebrities, and you know get up on stage and talk to them, do panels and, and mm-hmm. Q and As and that kind of thing. Those are fun. Oh sure. Um, we have I two. Think, we have two coming up. We uh, we've summer. got three coming up. Uh, that's, that's okay. <clears throat> well, no, 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 no. We've got four. Oh God! Because we have Planet Comic Con mm-hmm. in May. Right. There's Smallville Comic Con in June. Oh, we've, that's we've right. We've been invited I, to come forget, back to I that. I forget Smallville. There's Kansas City Comic Con mm-hmm. in August, and there's WorldCon in August. Right. That doesn't count any of the Dallas stuff because we have a team in Dallas, and we're going to try to get into some of that too. We're going to try to get into Wizard World St. Louis. Sure. I mean, there's there's conventions, different places. Oh, by the way, those of you who are listening, if you want to be a stringer for us. Oh, yeah. And if you've got a convention that you're planning to go to, get in touch with us. And maybe in exchange for covering said convention, um, get you a media pass and get you in for free. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Worth because a shot. The the one thing the one thing that we have not really been very good at, and it's 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 my fault. This notion of 
you know, the name of the website. And we've talked about this before. I don't want to get too too redundant here, but you know, the whole sci-fi for me stuff. I really would like to get more of the fan community involved in various different things that we do because it you know, this this isn't my site. It started out as my site because I was the only one doing anything. But that was seven years ago. You know, it's grown since then and it's taken on kind of a life of its own and a personality of its own. And the very different, various, various different people that are involved uh, all have the different things that they like to do. Sure. And the for me aspect of it, I really would like to get some more emphasis on that, where if you're a fan of something and you want to talk about it, then talk about it. We want to make a forum. Mm hmm. For the fan community to be a part of this. So I think we're going to be a little bit more aggressive in our recruiting. Um, not only to get more journalism trained people, but also, you know, the opinion, the, you know, the opinionated fans. Um, oh, that could be a that could be a column in and of itself. The opinionated fan. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> you know, I would imagine our fans would have opinions on things. Some probably do. That's right. And some probably have them about this show. Uh, which, if you do, you can send to us, yes. h2o at sci-fi-for-me.com. We'd like to hear them. Yes. And we want, we want to hear from you. You hear from us all the time. You listen to this show, and we do we do appreciate everybody that listens regularly. Those of you who don't listen regularly, we appreciate you, too. You know, that doesn't make you any less of a fan if you don't listen to us every week. Um, but those of you but who it hurts us. It hurts us yeah. right here. Now, well, right here. <laughs> right, a little. Yeah, a little wait, lower. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Those of you who listen on iTunes, uh, just just to let you know, we have absolutely no way of knowing how many people listen to us on iTunes. What we ask over there, because iTunes won't release any of that data. Right. It's not a it's not a thing that they do. So the only way that we know that we're having any kind of an impact is if you rate the episodes that you listen to. Mm -hmm. So we ask that you rate and share. Because that's the only way that that Apple even knows that anybody's doing anything, uh, according to what we've heard. So rate the show, share the shows. Uh, if you're on social media, you can like us on Facebook. You can uh, follow us on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Uh, where are we else? Uh, Pinterest, according Google+. To, Plus, according to Tumblr. Dustin, we're on MySpace, don't we? <laughs> 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 yeah, MySpace and Bing. Bing. What was the other thing? What was the other one he did? Oh, Friendster. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. So uh, uh, we did a, our our most recent Walking Dead video review that Dustin and I, Darren and I do. Um, we get to the end and we usually do a send off where it's like, and follow us on all these different places. And Dustin decided to go on this weird. <laughs> yeah, but no the the actual the actual list. Uh, um, I was about to say MySpace. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, Google+, YouTube, Tumblr. Mm -hmm. Those are where we are. And you can find us, just search Sci-Fi For Me, and you'll see us everywhere. Horror For Me is on Facebook and Twitter. Mm -hmm. And we've got some stuff planned for that site, but we need people going to that site. Yeah. So go visit HorrorForMe.com if you're, if you're a fan of the horror genre. Uh, if you have friends or family or enemies, anybody that you know who is a fan of any of these genres, science fiction, fantasy, or horror, uh, share. Let us let, let, be our ambassadors, if you would, uh, because word of mouth is really our biggest 
uh, our biggest way of getting people to know that we're here. Yep. We're here. We're here. We're well, here. Well, you know, share it and and then tell us what you think. I mean, we what are we? What do you like that we do? What do you not like that we do? What do you wish we'd do more of? Yeah, feedback is feedback is something that we. I don't want to say crave, but yeah, we crave it. We mm-hmm. this is this is something that you know, for all of the discussions that we have both on mic and off about the things that we'd like to do, mm-hmm. ultimately we want to do something that, that you out there listening will enjoy. And for us to to do that better, we want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So send us an email, yes. h2o at sci fi for me.com. That's going to do it for us this week. Next week, we've got a couple of different possible topics. We need to do some follow-up on some different things, but we've got uh, we've got a couple of things developing uh, that we will discuss here in the next week or two uh, that could have some impact on the Worldcon uh, coverage that we do. So that's brewing, and we will let you know more about that as as it uh, as it develops. So that's going to do it for us tonight. Thanks very much for joining us. Timothy Harvey. Always a pleasure. My name is Jason Hunt. On behalf of all of us here at Sci-Fi for Me, uh, thanks for joining, and we will be back next week. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Copyright 2016 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi for Me Radio.